It's Monday. It's morning. And it is macabre. Welcome again, dear listeners, to Monday Morning Macabre, the podcast where we talk about creepy, spooky, uh, October Halloweeny things. Tis the season. Uh, I'm with with your two favorite people, Skrinks and Dingler. Um, am I a Skrinks or am I Dingler? <laughs> uh, in my head, you're Skrinks. You I sound like scones. I more. felt like a Skrinks. Yeah, yeah. You you have that. You've got that Skrinks vibe. And, you and you're a big. And you're a big Dingler. <laughs> i am a old, rather large dingler welcome everybody hope your week has been hashtag blessed um hashtag uh, other popular hashtag phrases i can't even think of one right now i can't either it's really a lot of hashtag pressure. what's a uh hashtag uh hashtag follow for follow um ha- hashtag ad, follow uh, for follow <laughs> that sounds like an old one <laughs> hashtag ad <laughs> hashtag throwback thursday thanks thanks for coming back everybody it's october unless it's your first time unless it's your first time if your first time here i'm glad that you chose number 54 i think 55 54 55 something like that 54 is where skranks and dingler really hit their stride <laughs> it's really weird to stride yeah welcome to the show every every week we're just we're just here doing it you know we're just putting <laughs> in the hours and we want to shout out underscore dash flame dash underscore who posted about a month ago on our slash podcasts and said can't remember the name of this podcast somebody help and it just so happens they were talking about us and we thought that was kind of neat we made it to our slash podcasts yeah now are we about 47 days late in responding sure but that's what every good podcast turnaround time is you know you can tell because his his questions are about very early episodes. The guy being recruited by NASA, something about a cult. I really don't know. <laughs> but I really don't know. They I found mean, the if you answer. Liked it, you liked it, and that's pretty cool. So that's just the big doings of the day. Yeah, I think it's even cooler that they found it without us. Right. Okay. Now that we've said that, now that we've said our piece, today I'm going to be bringing scones some some spooky stories. And by stories, I mean singular story. Yeah, sock it to me. And we're 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 our our list of topics given by listeners is starting to back on up. And we are I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to blaze through these, but you guys just keep sending in good ones. And this week, just like last week, is another listener episode. Listener episode, listener topic, submission, suggestion, Baja Man request. Shout out, shout out to the Baja men. Oh, uh, are they coming back or are they going to sue us? I, I really think we have to, we have to, we have to, put, we have to take the Baja men out back. We have to <laughs> shoot, shoot them in the head. <laughs> oh. There's um, a lot of like, oh, like dog connotations dog, to that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. We're going to have to put them, we're going to euthanize the Baja men. We're going to old yeller the Baja men. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is from longtime listener. Skelectra hit us with a submission. So thank you, Skelectra. We appreciate your consistent recommendations and listening. I think she's also... Hold on. I don't want to lie. Let me check real quick. The first person to listen to Monday Morning Macabre in Space. She was on the ISS. And she said, you know what would make this trip better? Two real ding-dongs. And here we are. She's also a Patreon member. That she is, which is oh, that's why the Baja Man. <laughs> we put them down too early. <laughs> oh no, we have to play them every time. <laughs> We're gonna get our asses are gonna get sued by the Baja Men. No, we can't let that happen. So today, scones, 
we are going to be talking about a pretty crazy mystery called Who Put Bella in the Witch Elm? Yippee I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Who put Bella in the Witch Elm? Who put her in there, Scones? All right. Without any context or knowledge, Scones, who do you think did it? Let's, um, start from, let's, let's, let's invert this process. Oh, I got to find their names. What are the names of the Baja men? <laughs> uh, this is going to become a very Baja men-centric It's definitely podcast. either Herschel Small or Ivan Prosper. Ooh. Ooh. Prosper. Smalls and Prosper? Or uh, Leroy Breka Butler. He's my favorite Baja men, I think. How many are there? Three or four? There's. Wait, is there gonna be like a million? There's nine Baja men. With <laughs> hold on, <laughs> dude, that's a Baja clan. That's a Baja gang, like a full. So there, this is the craziest thing I've ever learned. There are <laughs> there there are nine current Baja men with ten current ten different <laughs> previous Baja men members. <laughs> They're like um, Shanana. <laughs> They're literally <but> Shanana. <laughs> <laughs> They're Shanana in everything but name. Uh, okay, I know a lot of listeners out there are like, "I'm so glad they're still talking about." This. <laughs> so glad I drenched through Reddit to f- remember what this was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Halloween, October time. It's the time for spooky stuff, uh, which means. We're going to get to it. Who put, Who put Bella, Bella in the, the witch elm? elm? Scones, this is a story from England. And I'm, I'm reading from crimereads.com. And let us be in. The story of the case begins in fittingly dramatic fashion. As dusk was falling on April 18th, 1943, four teenage boys were cautiously trudging through Hagley Woods. This stretch of woodland was situated on the grounds of the impressive Hagley Hall estate, which belonged to Lord Cobham. Oh, Hagley's the name. I thought that was like a word to describe, like an English word to describe. Oh, through like- a Hagley Woods. Yeah, it meant woods where a bunch of the trees have faces. Uh, <laughs> Ents or Hagley. The four boys, Bob Hart, Tom Willits, Fred Payne, and Bob Farmer, were trespassing. Braving the dangers of getting caught by an angry gamekeeper, they were looking for some excitement to take their minds off the nightly German Luftwaffe's bombing raids. This takes place during World War II, by the way, just for some context. These bombing raids were wreaking havoc in Birmingham, their hometown. They had their dogs with them and were hoping to supplement their family's meager meat ration with a poached rabbit or two. Birmingham? Like fucking Peaky Blinders? Yeah, like, like, dummy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's sick. Linda. <laughs> uh, Uncle man, Tom. Uncle man. Tom, Linda. Yeah, Arthur, like, absolutely obliterating Arthur someone Shelby to the death and then being man. like, I'm a good man, Linda. I'm a good man, Linda. Watch Peaky Blinders. Yeah, and you'll definitely get do. Shitty, I actually just uh, bought, access. I just bought, I'll, I splurged, I bought a vinyl, like a collector's edition Ooh. vinyl of a red right all hand? the music from like the first oh. uh, whatever seasons that are out right now. Red Right Hand is a banger. It sure is. There's a couple versions of it too. Uh, anyway, 
After a while, Bob Farmer spotted a witch elm named for its strange appearance and decided to climb it, hoping to find a bird's nest. He clambered up and peeked down into the hollow trunk. A glimmer of white convinced him that he had hit the jackpot. However, the object lodged in the middle of the tree was not a bird's nest at all. Bob pulled it out and found himself staring at a skull whose empty eye sockets seemed to stare right back at him. At first, he thought that the skull was that of an animal until he noticed clumps of what looked like human hair clinging to it and crooked teeth protruding from its mouth. How does the skull still have hair? Well, that would probably indicate that it's not so old. The boys fled the woods, promising each other never to tell a soul about what they had found for fear of getting in trouble. Somebody fucking squealed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If we're reading this, that means somebody done goofed. So, despite the promise they had made, the seriousness of their find weighed heavily on 17-year-old Tom Willits. Shortly after he returned home, he told his parents about what he and his friends had found in Hagley Woods, and they alerted the police. The area was soon cordoned off. Inside the ominous-looking tree, they found a woman's skeleton. Disturbingly, her hand was missing. The bones were discovered scattered around the tree. A cheap imitation gold ring and size five and a half crepe-soled shoe were also found a short distance away. Scraps of poor quality clothing hung from the bones and a piece of tafita fabric was stuffed inside the mouth of the skull, indicating that the victim had been suffocated. The medical examiner, Professor James Webster, concluded that the woman was around 35 years old, had irregular teeth in her upper jaw, had light brown hair, and was just five feet tall. He also determined that the woman had given birth to one child in her lifetime and estimated that she had been dead for around 18 months. Is a woman being just five feet tall like that weird for back then? Um, I, th- I think the five 40s. feet is short. I don't know. I don't talk to any woman who's above four foot 11 on my Tinder, but <laughs> we're just reversing the six foot rule. <laughs> also, I'm not on Tinder, by the way, my wife. <laughs> just to clarify. In case she took that very, after everything she knows about you, she took <laughs> She's that like, very seriously. I knew seriously. he was being serious in that one moment. <laughs> um, she's four foot two. You cheating, the heightest bastard. Mm-hmm. She's like little scones. She's a real wee lass. (laughs) Uh, um, So, Professor Webster's finding made him certain that the death of this unknown woman was murder, stating, I cannot imagine a woman accidentally slipping in there. Neither do I think it responsible for a woman to crawl to that place to commit suicide. So this dude's a real big brain guy. Yeah, he's he's really uh, saying what people are too afraid to say. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I doubt she would just climb in there. It's like, okay, thanks, <laughs> Professor. Well, <laughs> problem. Case closed. I doubt she'd take off one shoe, leave it really far uh, away. I don't think she. Yeah, I don't think she cut her hands and scatter the bones and then crawl inside. That seems weird to me. Although everyone is there, everyone has their own thing. That's why he's got the degree. <laughs> <laughs> he also concluded that the woman had been placed inside the hollow trunk before rigor mortis. The stiffening of the muscles following death. Oh, so she had to be killed. Otherwise, the body... She had to be stuffed in there, like, right away. Yeah, she got to get... Yeah. She would have been too stiff to fit inside the narrow tree trunk. Professor Webster also maintained that the victim would most likely have been killed close to the spot where she was found. Otherwise, the killer would not have been able to transfer her body to the tree before rigor mortis set in. Rigor mortis is a a very, like, dark, macabre term, but it's a sweet word. Really rolls off the tongue. It is a sweet word. It's my daughter's middle name. Your daughter's middle name is Rigor Mortis? <laughs> yeah, it's Rigor Mortis. Wow. That's beautiful. Uh, we just thought it was fitting and beautiful. 
it's actually making a comeback. We read all the articles. Um, <laughs> the articles titled "Rigor as, Mortis is making a comeback." It's like top twenty twenty baby names. Rigor Mortis, sleep deprivation. It's like a lot of stuff like that. It's really cute. <laughs> Professor Webster's findings made it certain that the death of this unknown woman was murder. Oh wait, I just read this. I take it back. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> What, if, what would you do if like i just kept you repeating just the same you just started the whole article before you'd be like <laughs> over yeah. again and see if i noticed like, i messed up i gotta we gotta start from the top each episode i'd probably blame myself long. i'd be like did i just black out <laughs> um okay so the medical examiner james webster is quoted as saying quote it was an excellent place for the concealment of a murder and i think it indicates local knowledge so this guy Ooh, so we got a local is the sherlock it. yeah we got local singles in my woods um <laughs> Uh, following the discovery in the witch elm worcestershire police contacted every dentist in the area hoping that one of them could recognize the woman's distinctive protruding teeth they also trawled through piles of missing persons reports to see if any of them matched the description of the deceased neither line of inquiry turned up any leads the investigation then turned towards the personal effects found at the scene the scrape sold shoes were traced to the waterfoot company in lancashire and the investigators were able to find the owners of all but six pairs, which had been sold from a market stall in Dudley, a town approximately 11 miles from Birmingham. Tommy. <laughs> Shalom, waffles. <laughs> oh, guys, if you're listening to our podcast and you're like, you know what? I trust these individuals to have good taste for some reason. Please go watch Peaky Blinders. It's going to change your life. If you get one thing from this podcast... Tom Hardy's so good at it. He's really good. Anyway, uh, I'm drinking some real good beer. Mm. Just a little flex, little flex. So, oh, I should have had a beer. You should have had a beer. You should have been more beer. fun. That would be more fun. Should have had this is a the beer. listeners want scones loose. Yeah, we want scones loose as a goose with a noose around its caboose. That's some funny imagery right there. <laughs> a little dark, a little Doctor Seuss for you. The complexity of the investigation caused the trail to become colder with each passing week. The numerous tragedies of war soon distracted public and police attention from the tree murder riddle, and the woman remained unidentified. The case was quietly forgotten about. Then about six months later, mysterious graffiti began to appear in the area. Bum, bum, bum. Ooh, graffiti in your area. <laughs> Local graffiti in my area. <laughs> the ads just keep popping up. <laughs> they just they're they're writing themselves. Uh, Christmas 1943. The first message, written in the chalk on the side of a house in nearby Old Hill, read, "Who put Lubella down the witch elm?" This was the first time that a name had been connected to the deceased woman. Yeah. Over the ensuing months, similar messages appeared, all written by the same hand. That's super creepy. Yeah, it's super creepy. Do you think it was the killer? Or do you think it was like someone who knew? Um I think I think it's someone who knew, but also it makes me wonder if they had better information than the police did. Yeah, like or like they knew and they couldn't go to the police or but like they felt guilty, so they like, did this. Yeah, exactly. That or it's a viral stunt to get publicity for the new movie coming to theaters. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes back to it <laughs> yeah this was the precursor to the 2016 clown epidemic um so imagine being a town and like constantly getting the shit bombed out of you by the nazis and then also having to deal with this bullshit i was gonna say what an asshole this guy is, yeah woman we don't know whoever the murderer 
what an asshole who's like we i know we got a lot to to, to worry about but let me just uh just do some real heinous awful shit um so as i was saying over the ensuing months similar messages appeared all written by the same hand gradually they took on the same word form who put bella in the witch elm the graffiti rang with the implication that somebody knew who killed bella but appeals by police to find the artist all proved oh sorry <laughs> what <laughs> Uh, should I keep that in and like triple the gain on that bad boy? Yeah, just definitely. Really blast out people's ears. <laughs> All right. See who the real fans are after that. <laughs> Appeals by police to find the artist all proved unsuccessful. In the late 1940s, new messages started to appear asking the same question. Was this a clue or a taunt? The case became a whodunit that gripped the nation. The combination of the mysterious messages and the lack of an identity for the victim prompted some fanciful theories. These theories are like some of the reasons I like this a lot. I think (laughs) people really uh, had a good time with these theories. I think they really ignored a lot of evidence and practicality and went with their imagination, uh, which is always fun. First, dark magic. (laughs) What notion? (laughs) What a place to start. One notion that surfaced early on in the investigation was that Bella could have been the victim of a black magic ritual. According to an anthropologist, Professor Margaret Murray, the fact that Bella's hand was severed from her arm and the bones scattered bore similarities to an occult ceremony known as, quote, the Hand of Glory. She also concluded that the murder was somehow connected to another case potentially involving witchcraft. Oh, that this is, this is the spookiest. I'm in on this one. This is is the theory I subscribe to. Creepy. She also concluded that about the murder was somehow connected to another case potentially involving witchcraft, the murder of Charles Walton, who was stabbed and pinned to the ground with his own pitchfork in the nearby village of Lower Quinton. Oh, man. That's fucking hardcore. That's pretty hardcore. And no one's writing graffiti about that guy? (laughs) Yeah. It was like, yeah, who who forked Quinton? Or wait, that was the town. (laughs) Who forked Walton? Um, Who forked him? I don't know, dude. Developing the theory that witchcraft was involved, it was noted that the plant, Belladonna, also known as Deadly Nightshade, (gasps) and Witch Hazel, are both widely associated with the occult, and are, according to a local legend, so is Hagley Woods. The fact that Bella was entombed inside a tree rather than being buried was also indicative of a ritualistic slaying, according to Professor Murray. The theory that Bella was executed for some crimes against a coven quickly gathered steam and remains a favorite theory even today, which is super fucking cool. I admittedly sad for this woman, yes. but a very, <laughs> like, a, a pretty badass, like, way to, 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 to go. Like, that's movie shit. True. Exactly. That's what I'm, it's very cinematic. That is the word I'm looking for. Uh, investigators working on the case, however, dismissed this theory, declaring that the bones from Bella's hand had simply been scattered by animal predation. Pred- predation, wow. Predation. Which, pred- predation, <laughs> which I agree, I think that's probably... That's the Italian way to say it. Yeah, that that's, this is honestly probably what happened, but... But ha- I love the idea that she, like, had a fight with a coven. That's so much cooler. Yeah. Second theory. Was Bella a spy? Oh. <gasps> During World War II, several German spies were captured in the UK. As a result, in 1953, the case of Bella and the Witch Elm attracted a new line of inquiry, war espionage. The Wolverhampton Express and Star (laughs) received a letter (laughs) 
it's all caps i have to read it like that uh it's not all caps received a letter from somebody who identified herself only as anna of claverly she claimed to have information on the identity of bella and was interviewed by journalist wilfred byford jones according to anna Bella was a member of Aspiring seeking information about the location of local munitions factories that could then be targeted by the Luftwaffe. Anna was later identified as Una Mossop, or Una, U-N-A Una, I don't know, by Uno Play Reversal Card. Uh, <laughs> Dude, you know you can't play a plus two on top of another plus two in Uno? Dude, Uno, we'll take it from here. <laughs> We're so hip. See what I did? Look at us. Look at our memes. <laughs> Look at us being youthful. Uh, where am I? Okay. Do you think the listeners know that we're 46 years old? Yeah, a lot of them don't realize that we're in a home in our it's late just 60s, a, what did early you, 70s. What did you say our names were? Old Scrumps and Dimpledorf or 46 Sprinks and Dingles or whatever? <laughs> I kind of like Scrumps and Dimpledorf. Yeah. Skunk, yeah, skunk, uh, Skunky and, and Doc oh, Martin. Scoliosis uh, both- and Diarrhea. <laughs> That's all the SC and D words. That's not even that's not even our names. That's just the conditions we have. Um We yeah, we've made up every single story so far. We can't believe you guys believe us. <laughs> Idiots. Uh we are old and senile. Anywho. <laughs> like how you said we're old and senile and I said we're forty six. <laughs> <laughs> just ancient life yeah. forms. Um <laughs> Anna was later identified as Una Mossop, and she alleged that her RAF pilot husband, Jack Mossop, had witnessed Bella's death. She said that Mossop told her that he had become involved in aspiring along with a Dutchman called Van Ralt. Shit Ooh, in the UK is Dutchman. still just stories, like storybook Dude, this is a lot events. like Peaky Blinders. <laughs> <laughs> just a documentary. So, All right, so what happened with Van Ralt? One evening, Van Ralt, accompanied by a woman Mossop believed to be Bella, had picked up Mossop in his car. Shortly after, Van Ralt strangled the woman, oh, allegedly because of her spy associations. Another version of this story claims that Jack Mossop and Van Ralt had been drinking with Bella in a local pub when she became drunk and passed out. The two men then placed the woman in the tree to teach her a lesson. When she awoke, <laughs> she was unable to climb out and perish. What the fuck kind of lesson are you teaching? Remember, if you spy, you end up in a tree. Hey, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of something that rhymes with spy. That has to do with trees, but I can't. Um, uh, you spy, you... I mean, uh, die is there, but it's petrify, too easy. like petrified wood. That was a leap in bounds, but we'll take it. I think it's the best we're going to get. And that's the macabre promise. That's the scrimps and Dimpledorf promise. <laughs> okay. However, this theory doesn't explain the discovery of the taffeta stuffed inside her mouth. Whichever version was reported to the newspaper has become obscured by time, but what is known is that Jack Mossop died in St. George's Hospital, Stafford, before Bella's body was discovered. Ooh. Allegedly, well, here's where it gets extra f- super creepy. Get, get ready for those, those chills, ladies and gentlemen. Allegedly, recurring nightmares of a skull stuffed inside a tree ultimately led to his mental breakdown. Van Ralt was never found, and investigators considered Mossop's testimony to be nothing more than hearsay from an estranged wife told 12 years after the discovery of Bella. That's fucking rad. Fucking spooky. We've got covens. We've got mental breaks due to visions of skulls. Yeah, this, this, this topic's pretty metal. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty hardcore, dogs. 
Uh, if you guys have need a metal band name, Bella's not a good one, but Witch Elm might be. I don't know. Oh, Witch Elm definitely is. In later years, the classified MI5 files gave some weight to the spy theory. The files revealed information concerning a German spy named Joseph Jacobs, who was captured after breaking his ankle while parachuting into Cambridgeshire in 1941. I wish he broke his ankle on the basketball court against another spy. Uh, be, <laughs> got crossed up. <laughs> he got yeah, a crossover, just broke his ankles, and they captured him. Uh, after Jacob's arrest, we're, we're 46 and C9, folks, okay? After Jacob's arrest, a creased photograph of the glamorous German actress and cabaret singer Clara Barl was found in his pocket. Jacobs told his interrogators that Barl was his lover and that the Third Reich had recruited her as a spy. According to Jacobs, Barl had, a, had parachuted into the West Midlands in 1941 and disappeared. Could Barl have been the woman Una Masip had mentioned? Joseph Jacobs was never able to shed any more light into Barl's fate as he was executed by firing squad in August 1941. I wonder how fast, if this, if this case would have been solved super fast if it didn't happen during like the worst conflict of yeah. all time. I've... Also, if it had more modern technologies, it'd probably be super easy. Well, yeah, but that's not fun. Anyway, alongside all these imaginative theories, there was speculation that Bella may have been someone with a transient lifestyle, a person not easily traced in life and thus not particularly missed in death. Are you about to say gypsies? Yes, actually. They're about to talk about gypsies. Okay, keep going. In August 2014, BBC Radio 4 broadcast a program that suggested that Bella was a prostitute who had worked the streets around Hagley Road. According to police files, Bella had disappeared in 1941, which would fit the timeline of events. Locals pointed out that the fact that gypsies had camped out in the vicinity of Hagley Woods during 1941, that perhaps Bella was one of them and had been killed by a member of her own community. So we have to bring it back. (laughs) Yeah, we have to bring it back to Peaky Blinders. This is so much... Similar similarities between this dude. and Peaky Blinders. Also, I, I've Birmingham heard in the 40s. that they prefer not to be called gypsies. Called gypsies. I think it's Romani uh, or Traveler, well. I think is the term they uh, prefer, but I'm not sure. It might also depend on where they are or which group they are. That is true. And I truly do not have enough knowledge to know either way. <laughs> and that's the macabre promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Yet another suggestion was that Bella was a local barmaid who had been killed by an American GI. With no concrete evidence to support them, these various theories ultimately led nowhere. One straightforward and perhaps most probable hypothesis is that Bella was a homeless woman with no loved ones to report her missing. Quite simply, she may have been a woman who just fell through the cracks. That's really sad. As the deck, Yeah, very macabre. Somber. That's like somehow more macabre than the other ones. <laughs> that is true and sad. As the decades passed, the mystery continued to grow. The sinister-looking tree, the severed hand, and whispers of witchcraft and espionage have combined to weave this tragic tale of an anonymous woman's murder into a darkly fascinating legend. And that, my dear boy, is the story of who put Bella in the witch elm. I liked it. The body was up, but the body was up. I like your funny words, Magic Man. I like it. <laughs> I um, yeah, I think it's super cool. Yeah, I really liked the first theory the best, the the black magic. Yeah, the witch one. Yeah, it's definitely the coolest theory out there. Um, oh, the spy's a close second. Spy was neat. The homeless one is just sad and probably the most accurate, yeah, unfortunately. Fucked. But it, I mean, it's seventy five, or I guess now it's. When was this? Re- yeah, it's 76 years now. 
that this mystery has continued and and nobody has a good answer for it. I'm surprised with like modern. It sounds like they have their teeth because they mentioned how her teeth are like crooked and uneven or what have you. Yeah. I'm surprised that like dental. There's no. Uh, I guess if they don't have the record of the dental. Or I don't know when if dental she was start. of like, uh, whatever uh, term. Transient. Yeah, it, she definitely does not have a like dental records, or might not have dental records. I should say. And also back then, de- like, I mean, she also could have had dental records, and they could have just been absolutely obliterated by bombs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very valid. Point. That country was just getting absolutely obliterated every night at that point yeah. in history. That is true. So, Skelectra, shout out again. Thank you for sending it in. If you guys yeah. have, we've got a, we've got a few more in our DMs. We appreciate everyone sending them in. This these, they're <laughs> sliding them super in. interesting. Just sliding them into their DMs, uh, into our DMs. To our slippery that. DMs. We we are known to have the slipperiest <laughs> of, of DMs. Hello. What? I don't know. <laughs> what are the connotations? I feel like I sh- I feel like I have to go to a confessional booth now. Yeah. Um. There's. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I don't either. I don't like saying I, that we have slippery DMs. <laughs> <laughs> um. So our nurses are coming with our nightly meals <laughs> at our. <laughs> so we gotta we gotta get going. I'm taking all the pills in the little cup that's labeled with an M. Yeah, yeah. I got some blue pills in a cup that they make me take and make sure I swallow it because I'm almost 47 years old, which is like basically dead. Um, and <laughs> we're gonna really offend. Yeah, someone. one listener is gonna be like 46, and he's gonna be like, "Dude, what the yeah. fuck?" <laughs> he yeah, I wasn't doing he, anything. Might, uh, <laughs> I know if if you if it means anything. The joke is uh, because that's not that old. <laughs> yeah, the joke. I I think you probably get it. We probably don't have to explain this. <laughs> yeah, you're 46. You're old enough to get it. And, and watch fucking Peaky Blinders. Goddamn. Go watch Peaky Blinders. Follow us on Instagram at Monday Morning Macabre, Twitter MM Macabre Pod. Check out the website. If you're a Patreon supporter, we appreciate you. If you're not and you want a couple, you know, four, four, five hours worth of extra bonus content so far, I think. I mean, like, like half that. of it's one video. So. <laughs> we got some videos. We got some audios. We got another new one coming next week for you that's going to tickle your fancy and fickle your tansy. Ooh. And uh, I sincerely hope you have a wonderful Monday. And go vote. Everyone go vote. Yeah, definitely go vote. And check out the how many people have been in the Baja, man. I urge you to. Especially <laughs> former member uh, James, uh, in quotes, Funky Boy Morrison. Shout out, James. Honestly, the entire dynamic of their sound changed when Funky Boy joined uh, TBH. Someone's going to message he us said, like, you know he murdered like seven people. <laughs> I'm be like, wow. Hey, I have, Sorry. A, I have I an episode know. request. <laughs> it's, yeah. The Baja Men murders. <laughs> we should do one of our Patreon episodes. should literally just be us going over the entire Baja Men discography. Or that's just a whole nother podcast, really, I think. <laughs> yeah, called like Baja Boys. Ooh. Uh, anyway. Right there. Right Anyway, itself. we're thinking. Anyway, hope you have a good Monday. Have a great Monday. Goodbye. Bye.